0: We've got some. Fresh hey, I'm Luis. Talent. I'm so, Luis, you still, you and you're listening to before. the Content Is Profit One, two, podcast.
1: Three, we spent the last four years in learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn your content into profit, go to
0: contentisprofit.com.
1: Yeah, yeah, guys. In today's episode, what is the role of content? In a real estate company, managing over $350 million in assets. <gasps> so much money. That is a so lot So many money. assets. That is, that's right. So many people.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it, guys. Before we get started, please go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button. And uh, remember to follow us on social media at Beast Go Everywhere.
1: And if you find this episode impactful, which uh, yeah, I am sure you will, don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review.
0: Awesome, guys. So today we're in for a treat. We're going to be talking to not only a savvy businessman, but a good friend of ours. He spends his days helping run a real estate company that manages over $350 million in
1: assets. Mind-blowing. Fun fact. Today's guest has made the company's podcast, Not Your Average Investor Show, a central piece of their marketing strategy, and the results have been... Fuego, or what today's pop culture would define as lit, we'll define. We'll definitely talk a bit more about this.
0: <laughs> He's a co-founder of Jacksonville's Wealth Builders, nine-time honoree of Inc. 500 and 5,000 fastest-growing companies in the U.S., seven-time winner of Best Places to Work Award. We can confirm this. I mean, people love working there, and they serve some amazing lunches. Yes. Not only that, but through their nonprofit, they've raised over $350,000 for the Jacksonville community.
1: Impressive, guys. Very impressive. Please welcome co founder of JWB, real estate mastermind, and host of Not Your Average Investor Show, <laughs> Mr.
0: Greg Cohen. <Cullen!
1: laughs> hey, hey, welcome, Greg. We are so excited to have you here. I even matched with you today. Yes. I knew it. You guys are connected.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I-, I knew we were all connected before, but now we're just taking it to a whole new level. A whole new level. That's
1: it. I, I woke up and I had it, uh, this, you know, seven different choices of color of this t-shirt, and I was like, I feel Greg is gonna pick the, the light blue today, so <laughs> I grabbed that one. Done it. Got it. Found it. We <laughs> <got> it <funded. laughs> Greg,
0: we we are so honored to have you here on the show. Wow, I mean, you know, it's been a complete pleasure, you know, working with you and your camp and your company and your team, and now to have you on the show—that's just like the, you know, the the, the queen, the amazing like Nutella that you put on top of the ice cream. Well, I, I don't know who puts
1: <laughs> Nutella on top of the ice cream. I I, yeah, well, we, we, might, we might need to check your dietary needs ah,
2: it's
0: so, good.
2: <laughs> so yeah, you and my six year old man, Luis. You and my six year old. You, you got you're on the same wavelength, man. The it, Nutella on the on the on the whipped cream, man. There you go. It's
0: delicious. We'll let the audience vote. So hey, if you're listening right now or watching, just put hashtag Nutella. Send us a message, and uh, you know we'll we'll get to this. Just, just send the Nutella. <laughs> just send the Nutella to the office. Yeah, dude, Greg. Well, for the audience, right? Because obviously, you know, we, we've been interacting here and there, but uh, for the audience, who's Greg and, and, you know, what do you do now? We we mentioned all these amazing awards, but, you know, where did all start?
2: Well, first of all, guys, I have done a few podcasts in my day. I have never been, like, so excited because of an <laughs> intro in my entire <laughs> life. Like, this is incredible. <laughs> I mean... And it's indicative of you guys, like ever since I have got to know you guys, you've done everything top notch. It's been fun. It's been personable. It's been genuine and man, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> stoked, man. I'm really excited that you guys thank are you, having Greg me here. Burns. So, thank you. um, you know, who, who am I? So, you know, I started JWB real estate capital back in 2006. I, Started with uh, one of my best friends uh, who is one of my business partners. I now have two additional business partners in the beginning. We were a bunch of guys who um, I happened to work in corporate America before starting JWB. And I just was uh, utterly unimpressed and disappointed and disillusioned and depressed when it came to my former corporate career. Um, And, you know, it was something that I really thought was going to be the path that I was on. I worked for a company, that's what brought me here to Jacksonville, and within a year and a half, just realized it wasn't for me. And so, if you've ever heard of somebody following a late-night infomercial and (laughs) scaring the hell out of their parents and all of their friends and their family because they left a pretty good job to go out and do something that everybody told them they were crazy, that was me in the (laughs) beginning. And, um, you know, that was 15 years ago, and and through those years, we've been really blessed to have uh, great mentors. We've been blessed with an ability to not have a fear of failure, and it really allowed us to go out there and fall on our face many times and get right back up. And uh, been blessed to surround ourselves with an incredible team, incredible, you know, marketing partners like you guys. I mean, it's just the the people that we have in our network um, have really helped make JWB what it is. So, what we do in a nutshell is people come to us and they want to invest in real estate, but they either don't live in the right market, or they're too busy, or they just don't have experience, and we make the whole process very easy for them. Yeah, uh, we help them build a portfolio of rental properties, and we do all the property management for them. And uh, it's been a 15 year journey so far, and have never had more fun than I'm having right now. So it's uh, it's been a wild ride.
1: That's awesome. And I, I want to mention that we met your partners, your co founders, and they are awesome as well. Like yeah. you guys have um, this chemistry, right? When you get when you guys are together. I remember when we we're filming the episodes. And it is still like, you know, I would assume it is still like 15 years ago, (laughs) pre-huge company, you guys are still having fun at the end of it, which is pretty cool. And, you know, I'm pretty curious. You said that you weren't happy in your previous corporate job, you know, like the press, all that negative stuff. Do you think that influenced uh, the, the workspace that you have right now? I mean, winning a bunch of awards for best place to work? Absolutely.
2: I look back on that experience and, you know, I had a terrible manager and pretty much if you could name it, it went wrong for being a kid fresh out of college. And um, at that point, it was really hard for me to go through. But I look back and now it's easy for me to look back. For many years, it was tough, but I look back on it now and I think, wow, what a blessing, right? Everything happens to you for a reason and Mm -hmm. those obstacles that you have are really just opportunities in disguise. And I look back and, and there is so much about what JWB is and why we're successful comes back to our culture. And so much of our culture is me and my business partners in the beginning saying, hey, let's do what the opposite is of what Greg experienced at his former corporate <laughs> job, right? Or yeah. let's manage people differently than Greg was managed or yeah. Alex was managed or my other two business partners are Adam, how Adams <laughs> were managed, right? So I think, you know, even if you had a wonderful management experience, you know, that is a, a, a great blessing. But mm. there's also a blessing in having an absolutely horrible one when yeah. you're in your formative, you know, career years because it, it points out what's important to you and you have the time to manifest it.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. I, I love that you bring that point. And, you know, lately in the show, we've talked a lot about perspective, right? And uh, you say, you know, the horrible experience can also be a blessing. And I choose it. Mm-hmm. For that to be a blessing and now you turn that and uh, and now your company I think is like 80 plus employees, right? You have like these amazing meetings and and through this pandemic, like you guys were able to also keep that momentum with the company, with the employees and and all this culture. And I feel like this is wonderful because so many other people out there, so many other companies are struggling to get into that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people ask us like, it's two of you how like what's that dynamic look like for us right and you guys are four partners like four business partners and it's uh, pablo like the the other co-host uh says you know the four the four-headed monster like how do you guys like deal with running a company of this size providing so much value what are some of the key points that you guys kind of tackle on a uh, on an everyday basis
2: yeah, you bring up how rare it is for there to be a four-headed monster when it comes to running a company. And, you know, I, my title is Chief Marketing Officer. You know, we all have different titles. There's Adam is the CEO. We have another Adam, the CFO, and mm-hmm. Alex is our president. But if you ask any one of us who really is the decision maker, it's all four of us. We've really adopted this belief that we are better suited as making consensus decisions and consensus is something we really had to learn. Mm. You know, when we first started this process of, you know, running this company, we were very much of a decision-making body by vote. So, you know, if I liked my idea and, you know, at one point it was just three of us uh, and it made it easy for two versus one. And we just went with that. What we saw over time is that that kind of gives people, you know, a break in a sense, right? Like, it's much harder for me to have consensus decision-making and fully support another idea, even if it's not my own idea. Yeah. It's much easier for me to go down in a pit of flames, you know, because I said it was my idea. And ultimately what we found is that either consciously or subconsciously, that sabotages the, the direction that you're going. And there's nothing more important we feel like when the four of us are fully in unison and moving forward in a direction there's nothing we can't accomplish. And yeah. so in order to do that, we have to have this insane amount of humility. Um, it is so hard as, you know, guys who've had a level of success to have the idea that you know is right, and then you go into that business meeting and you decide that you're going to go with a different idea. And to give your full support to it is, is a skill, it's an exercise, it's a muscle that needs to be... You know, exercised, and yeah. um, so consensus decision making is crucial for us as opposed to as opposed to voting um, and kind of keeping that. You know, keeping your idea to yourself, or at least trying to be right, even if the the overall plan fails. Consensus is a requirement for us, and in order to have consensus decision make decision making, after 15 years of doing this with four stubborn guys, <laughs> uh, it. It's a sense of humility that we we try very hard to work at every
1: single day. Yeah, that's awesome. That's an awesome lesson right there. Leave your ego aside and, you know. Sometimes we're not gonna have the best ideas, and it's totally okay to accept that. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You... Yeah. I just wanted to bring that idea to kind of uh, maybe the audience, right? Because if you're listening right now, you might have a team, you might have a content team, you might have like different people all around the world. Especially now that we work digitally, right? So it's very important to do this, and you know we've lived it with a lot of uh, our the companies that we work with. It's, it's that same idea of consensus. Hey, like, the, what's the game plan? It's, it's not that your idea is better, but it's like, how can we come up together so, you know, the best of everything can just, you know, flow to the top and make sure that that, uh, that we can reach more people or communicate better or add more value. So for you guys listening... Uh, apply that to your company, right? Like, and and it happens to us every single time. Fonzie normally has the best ideas and then I come with like these crappy ideas uh, and then we have to agree on something and it's normally what Fonzie says. So it is what it is. We (laughs) actually decide
1: our ideas through... (laughs) Fencing battle. Fencing battle, yeah. Regular, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, jokes aside. Whatever works. Whatever (laughs) works, yeah. No, but jokes aside, I mean, we we even, as soon as we heard these guys talk, you know, on the Not Your Average Investor Show, which, by the way, we're going to link it below so you guys can check it out because it's amazing. uh, We're like, oh, my God, Fancy, we have to do this. Like, we have to, like, take notes and actually, like, implement what these guys have done over 15 years of experience. So, you listening, guys, pay attention, please,
1: uh, because it's so much value. Yeah, okay. and you know, you mentioned this is a, a full transition from what we're talking right now. But you mentioned your title is the CMO, right? Mm-hmm. And that's actually ha- how we met you, right? We Pablo, that guy's. Go check him out. He he was actually <laughs> the first guest that we brought to the to the to podcast. The show, yeah. Um, so Pablo brought us to to you, right? And I'm curious because I. I would love to hear from your perspective. I don't know if I, if I actually heard it from you. You know what were you doing pre not your average uh, average investor show? Um, what was the life as the CMO then, and what has content? What is the role that content has played now in your business?
2: Oh man, you're taking me back to some pretty dark days as far as. <laughs> you know, our marketing efforts, uh, you know, I think we've always done an okay job when it comes to marketing and kind of speaking our truth and being authentic. That's always been something that's been important to me. No. And about, you know, maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, I said, let's, let's start on this journey of be did producing more content, going on social media, creating some sort of a following. And I did, I think everything that you could do wrong in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and it was stressing me out, man. It was stressing me out. It was not just stressing me out it was stressing my team out. I mean, it was to the point where, you know, I just didn't have a strategy and I didn't have a set way of doing things. And I didn't have a way to basically kind of, um, you know, take whatever I was doing and distribute it and cut it up and get as much traction with every piece of content as we do now. And so what that forced me to do was to keep my phone on me at all times and every single day. And My team, whenever they would see me, they started just like run away from me because I was so starved for content. I didn't have a strategy that I would just pull my phone and just put anybody on Facebook Live, which was cool for like the first like week. But then it really started to piss people off in my audience. I mean, not my audience in my team. And um, at the end of the day, you know, for me, it created a lot of stress because I just didn't have enough time in the day uh, Mm. to be able to do everything I wanted to do. And so I, you know, that's where I came in contact with Pablo, uh, who put me in contact with you guys and collectively you guys have made this a reality for me. And, um, you know, we're, we're probably what about, uh, I don't know, maybe eight, nine months into our working relationship. I would imagine yeah. at this point. Um, and so I remember a year ago where I was and we were doing about the same amount of content, but I was probably spending an additional 30 hours a week <laughs> either. Wow.
0: Hey.
1: Uh oh. it. Hey, got cut off
2: a
0: little bit. We lost you for a second.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, a year ago, I was probably spending an additional 30 hours a week Oops. putting the content together, and I just didn't have that time. So it was running me ragged. I don't think I would have continued to do what we're doing had I not met you guys and uh, had we not formed the show. And uh, by you guys showing me the light of how this can really be done, it unlocked this um, incredible opportunity for us from, from a marketing and sales perspective. And the biggest win is that I'm having a ball. I'm having an <laughs> absolute blast, you know, running the show. And I, I've, never, I've never thought of myself as somebody who would be running a show uh, on social and, and having, you know, hundred people show up a week who are getting a ton of value. And um, so it's been a huge win. I'm so thankful that I, uh, was put in contact with you guys and um and that you guys have really run with this for me it's been it's been amazing oh
1: thank, thank you thank you thank you, you great Th- those words mean a lot yeah, to us. yeah that's awesome and yeah so you know we're probably gonna chop this part right here and run ads run to ads. this part <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no like it, jokes aside you know i think mm. what the strategy that the strategy that you guys are doing is absolutely fantastic right for so for those listening, what, what is that strategy that you guys are doing, um, you know, and what has, the cha- what has been the change besides you personally, right? Like those 30 mm-hmm. hours and now you have to do other things. Mm-hmm. What has been that, that result inside of the company?
2: What's been the result inside of, inside of the company?
1: Yeah, and, and what is the strategy so people that are That's listening, the- they are like, huh, maybe I can, maybe that can work for my company as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So for us, we really kind of focused on what our cornerstone of our content was going to be. And then uh, for us, that became the show. Mm -hmm. So the Not Your Average Investor show became the thing that we were going to have as our cornerstone. Uh, Initially, we were going to have one episode a week on Thursdays. And what we found is that there was enough demand for us to have two shows a week. So now we go live uh, with the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 1230. Um, and now everything from those episodes becomes additional content that is really managed by your team. And Pablo, of course, is a huge part of this as well. But, you know, instead of that 30 hours a week of me running around trying to create content and bring this authentic kind of feel for who JWB is, now it's focused on a very well-produced show. Um, Pablo's our host of the show and he does a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to preparing the show, the content for the show of what we're going to speak about, yeah. the research. Um, he lines up our guests and um, and just the AV stuff is done for me. So I can just show up and just be the expert who's talking about rental properties and not the expert in AV and the networking guy who has mm-hmm. to get all the guests. And I was doing all of the research to make this all happen. Yeah. Um, so the cornerstone is the show. And then we surrounded that with the community of the Facebook group. Yeah. And... I I do spend a lot of time in that Facebook group just making sure that I'm providing value. But that's in between the rest of my day. Um, And that is not me having to spend an hour having to figure out how I'm going to, you know, relay some topic um, (laughs) and and do a 40-minute webinar by myself, which is what I used to do.
1: Yeah. I I, I remember that webinar, just (laughs) the the first one that I saw (laughs) that you could see the reflection on the window. You love that That, one, huh? Yeah, that it it looks like you were talking to a crowd, but the reflection is like, wait, There's like nobody (laughs) sitting in there.
2: Yeah. If I could be successful doing this, you all could be successful
0: out there. <laughs> so I tell you what. <laughs> look, and and Greg, you mentioned so so awesome points here and you know, you 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 see it, right? Like we're passionate about this thing and and the fact that we that we found you because you guys were also super forward on what you guys wanted to try out and we're not scared mm-hmm. to try new things and and look at this beautiful thing. I mean, you say you're having a blast. And, and again, it doesn't have to be this exact strategy when we talk about content, yep. but at the same time you're supposed to have fun. Like you're talking to people like they're supposed to. And, and you're averaging 100 people a show, right? And and it, this is people live asking you questions, like creating a relationship with you. And, you know, it's funny because when we talk about you guys, we're like, these guys literally are selling real estate through content. I, and it's a relationship because at the end of the day, uh, that's a very niche um, audience that's coming to you guys with very specific questions and you guys were able to turn this around and then that content it gets repurposed for a high level kind of top of funnel strategy which is amazing so I, I promise you guys is if Greg, Right here, has the time to do this. And he is having a blast. I encourage everybody to kind of try this out. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about resources and capacity, right? So, you know, before you had the big resources, right? And and you thought you had the capacity, but you were, like, trying to operate with both until somebody came and like, hey, let's pause, the study, like, let's adapt a strategy that, that works. And how does that relate with you and uh, your, I guess, your... Uh, work environment, right? Because I'm sure for every other piece of the company, you guys had systems, you guys have resources that you tap into to make it more effective. Why was that not happening through content before?
2: Well, I think it starts with me not figuring it out before and kind of running (laughs) around with like a chicken with my head cut off for a long time. You know, I just think that, um, you know, the social thing really intimidated me in the beginning. Uh, pretty much all aspects of it intimidated me. You know, I'm not the guy who I thought would be on camera every single day, um, either in the Facebook group or on the show or whatnot. I, I'm just not that guy. So I was intimidated to do that. I was worried about people making, you know, looking, saying I look weird or, you know, having, you know, I, I just, I just didn't feel comfortable being in front of camera. Um, I didn't feel comfortable, at, you know, sharing my thoughts, to be quite honest, even though I had 15 years of experience in this, I think a lot of people out there, you might be the expert, but you're just, you know, just kind of taking a stand and sharing your, your beliefs, it's, it's like a, it's like yeah. a muscle that, that needs to be exercised, even yep. if you know what you know. And so I wasn't comfortable doing that in the yeah. beginning. Uh, and then just looking at like, some of these people on social and seeing how uh, successful they are and the amount of content that they had was just daunting. And I felt like it was impossible. I just didn't understand how this whole thing could work. Um, and so it was really stressful for me for, for many, many months. It was funny. I, I would sit down and I would take, like, I would just try to like create like a mind map of how this thing was going to work. And, and if you've ever sat down and like tried to mind map something for like three hours and oh. all you did was like, like, write like three bubbles, <laughs> you know, on your mind map. And you're like, I just don't get what the fourth bubble is going to get. And I yeah. mean, that's, that's kind of what, what it was like in some of the darker days of, of trying to make this transition. Yeah. So why do with some of the other things that you know other parts of our department or other departments had done I just think this was a whole new animal that yeah. I just really was intimidated and I didn't know where to start yeah. and what I learned is that I don't need to figure this out all by myself I just need to build the right relationships mm-hmm. and everything started to go into motion when we put our power team together of me and Kate who yeah. runs a lot yeah. of our marketing on our team oh I know you guys know and love you guys uh, Pablo and Cody that, you know, we all kind of formed this really wonderful partnership. where We all had some incredible skills and talents uh, that we could bring. And the, and the greater sum has become what, what um, this marketing and sales channel is now. Um, and the results are staggering. You know, our online sales are up. Uh, basically, we doubled since wow. a year ago till now. Wow. Um, online sales just specifically coming through our website. Um, and that's not just from new leads coming in, which the new leads have, uh, increased dramatically. What I've seen the most is that those people that were already in our database that had just been kind of waiting to kind of engage with us, those people have seen a higher conversion ratio. Wow. Yeah. Um, we're able to track everybody who's attended one of our shows and see what the relationship is between those people closing. And it's so much higher. Wow. Um, and we're able to see repeat sales. Repeat sales are just going so much higher now as well. So, um, You know, initially I was like, oh man, I need to drive so many leads from this in order to justify it. But I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing additional leads are great, but the real justification is kind of engaging with that list that we already know and had that really just hadn't opened up a window into who we are. Um, in the past and and now we have it
1: beautiful wow what an amazing story that
0: that makes my heart like so happy just because (laughs) like we're dealing with human beings right and so many people focus on like those like new people new leads and then what happens to the ones that we already have here like are we developing relationships right especially with purchase, like the ones that you guys are are trying to push out there right Um, is those points of contact so thank you for bringing the relationship back into you know the real estate market and what you guys are doing is, is really wonderful we've really seen that you know not just the numbers go up but uh just you guys feel like so happy uh just like no more stress which is awesome um so i guess we gotta land this plane we we could just talk about this all day before (laughs) we land this
1: plane i just want to kind of like touch base on this point that you made and these are for people that are watching that are maybe dabbling whether to create content or not um You said it's a muscle that needs to be exercised, that you would look at other people, you know, and you'd be overwhelmed. You didn't know exactly how they were doing it. And at first, you you were afraid of putting your ideas out there, too, that you never saw yourself like you were supposed to be, you know, in front of a camera. And now look at yourself, right? Twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, running your own show. So, again, it's a muscle, guys. You got to get in front of the camera and get comfortable sharing your message. There is people... That are not gonna like what you're saying, and that is totally normal. They're not gonna agree. That is totally normal. But there are people that are gonna love you for it, for sharing your message, and those are the people that are gonna connect with you, and hopefully, they're gonna do business with you. Yeah, totally agree, guys. Thank you for showing me the light. <laughs> awesome. No,
0: thank you, you for like
1: going with the uh, with the whole content wave. Hey, you, just so you know, we have learned so much from mm-hmm. from you guys taking action and doing this that we have been like, dude, we need to implement that stuff for ourselves as well. Like, we didn't have a podcast uh, (laughs) when you guys created your show, right? And they were like, dude, like, we're seeing the results here. And some other of our clients, like, yeah, yeah, it's just a no-brainer. Let's just do our own podcast.
2: We don't say no very often over here, right? I mean, (laughs) you know, if there's something to be try that we may fail at that's one of our big things we're gonna give it a shot so glad we could be of service yeah,
0: that, to you guys that that's amazing i mean that's one of the most important things you know we see so many people at the beginning stages trying to like get this thing out, out of the gate uh not only with like our clients but like just people trying to figure out on themselves and they put like their limiting beliefs in front of them they're like no i don't want to try these new things i don't want to try this and that um and 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 it's heartbreaking, right? Because like the sooner that you, you try this thing, you can learn from it. You know, you, you spoke about it earlier, you know, not not having that fear of failure or like the, it's been a journey, right? It's been 15 years and, you know, it's not overnight. We have to like learn a lot. So with that segue, like what what is a quick action point? It doesn't have to be like di- directed to, to content, but what is an action point that somebody in that position, like starting to like get this ball rolling, they could implement today uh, to get a positive result later on?
2: Specifically for marketing, social content. Uh, it
0: could be. You know? It could be mindset. It could be on the entrepreneurial, you know, side of things. Yeah. It could be uh, very general if you want.
2: You know, I think back to when we started, and I, I just think that we had this like wonderful carousel going on in the beginning. And the carousel was, we were so eager to learn about this real estate thing. We were so naive that we didn't know what we didn't know, and it didn't mm-hmm. stop us from going out there and trying to network and try to take whoever we could out to lunch and just ask questions and hopefully they weren't dumb questions and but you know we asked a lot a lot of those as well and Mm. but it was this carousel of it started with just being eager to try to soak in as much knowledge as we could and we were very quick to go and try and implement Mm. and that kind of carousel of soaking in knowledge and then putting in into action and quick action speed of implementation was so Important for us and then the next step on the carousel is to learn from it and most of the time Not great things happen, right? We didn't sell the house or we didn't you know Do do whatever we were we didn't buy the house. We didn't manage the house correctly, whatever it was But but the real value was learning and so we just we just got on that carousel and I think it, it takes You know a lack of ego like we talked about early on a ta- uh, you know Not being afraid to fail. I think those are some of the best attributes that we have been blessed with um and it you know and i think that's really the game plan for a young entrepreneur is get out there try it try to learn from those who have done it before mm-hmm. and then put it into action it doesn't matter if you make that sale or if you you know accomplish whatever that task is or not the value is the learning lesson and then and then going right back to those mentors and then trying again that's
0: awesome yeah thank, thank you for that we're yeah, definitely implementing it. We've seen the results. Guys, if you're listening, please, like if you're here, you're serious. You want to do these things. So listen to Greg, especially go listen to the Not Your Average Investor show. If you want to invest in real estate, they're the, like the best of the best. And uh, last question here. This is the this is the big one, Greg. You ready? I'm ready. Where would you be if you did not publish?
2: Where would I be if I did not publish any content? Yep. Yes. I, I, You know, I would either be a basket case because I'd be running around with my phone just <laughs> pissing my whole team off trying to figure out how to get some content because I would run out of ideas myself. So I'd either be a basket case and just pissing people off or I would have given up and mm-hmm. I would have gone back to tr- traditional marketing methodologies that um, are way too inefficient, way too costly in my opinion, and not scalable. And mm-hmm. so I think our whole business would have been at a greater risk um, if I hadn't started publishing.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's, that's,
0: thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> for your honesty. <laughs> we appreciate it. Dude, Greg, this has been awesome. Where can people find you? Where can people learn more about you and your company?
2: Yeah, so the first thing would I'd invite you to check out the show, the Not Your Average Investor Show. You can check it out at notyouraverageinvestorshow.com. Um, You can also join our Facebook group and see what we're all about as far as our social media presence. You can go to jwbfacebookgroup.com
1: and uh, hope to see you guys there. Awesome, guys. We encourage you to do that. Go do it right now. I
0: just so you know, full disclosure, I had no idea about real estate, like zero, and uh, I I can comfortably have a conversation now, at least. And I told my wife already, like we have, we we need to be part of that investor list already. Like we have to be a not your average investor, uh, with with JWB. So, Greg, we're coming your way. love it yeah awesome guy. thank you so much uh don't leave us here we have to say bye to the facebook audience and with that being said guys thank you so much for being with us in the content is profit podcast don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media at BizBrosco. and
1: if you found this episode impactful which i am sure you did don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review thank you see you later